Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Well, welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. I'm so excited about today's podcast. This is episode number 25. This is crazy. 25 already. 25 happens to be one of my favorite numbers because my birthday's on the 25th. Christmas is on the 25th. Just good things. It's a nice looking number. Anyways, I'm excited to be at 25. So today I have a very special guest who I met about a year ago and she is incredible. So much fun to talk to. I love what she does and she's in the relationship field as well. Lana Elko is the world's leading intimacy artist and the creator of the Intimate Universe brand. Specializing in working with prominent visionary women and couples on their most intimate relationships, Lana guides her clients into the deepest level of intimacy and transforms their intimate relationships into a work of art. I love that. Today, we delve into the space in between, she calls it the template of what we've been taught needs to be the case when we get into relationships. So when we think about relationships, I've called it the relationship escalator before, but we're both talking about the same idea that, you know, you meet someone and then you start dating and then it progresses to the next step. And then maybe you uh, get engaged, you maybe get a house together, you move in, you have kids, whatever order it is. The goal is to, you know, be together forever and have a home and do all the things, mix your finances, all that kind of stuff. This is the, this is what we've been taught. This is the proposed template that we all are taught to live by and to aspire to. But we disagree with the fact that this is the best method and what we need to do. So we're talking today about what relationships can look like sort of in between the structures that we've been given. Just like the space in between monogamy to say polyamory, there's all kinds of spaces and places that a relationship can be. There's all different kinds of styles that we can have and that we can create within this space. And so we want to delve into what it might look like to create containers with agreements within those spaces that you get to choose, that you really get to decide what it is that you want and how to create that. 
And when we talk about some of the agreements you might have when it comes to structuring your relationship. And so we just look at alternate ways of having a relationship. And today's the first part. And we're, we're going to talk about the healing container. It's an intimate container for a relationship. And, and I'm excited for you to hear what Lana has come up with for her clients and, and what she does, because it's very close to what I do with my clients. And so we're very aligned that way. So it's really cool to just have a conversation about these things in a different way, because they look different for both of us. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk a little bit about sort of the exploration container, that kind of relationship. And then we're going to uh, cut it off for today. So it's going to end kind of abruptly, but not too bad. And then we're going to pick it back up again next week. So stay tuned. Next week is going to be the end of this wonderful conversation. So you'll want to come back and listen to that one too. But here is Lana Elko and I talking about this space in between relationships and, and the space that you create for your own intimacy and what that looks like. I love this topic. So let's get right into it. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. All right. Well, welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. I have a very lovely, lovely guest today. Her name is Lana Elko, and we met, oh, I think probably about a year, year and a half ago, and we had such a great chat. Um, she's in the relationship field, too. I'll let her tell you what um, kind of what she does, but I think this could be a fascinating conversation today because we're both going to be talking about something that we both get excited about. So here is Lana. Hello, darling. Hello, Kareen. I'm excited about this conversation and I love your energy. So <laughs> really cool and juicy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what what brought you to the sort of the world of relationships and, and what you do? I know you deal with tantric stuff and energetics and sexuality. So tell us a little bit about what you do because it's a lot. It's so hard <laughs> to describe, isn't it? Don't you hate that question? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it... really hard to fit in into oh, this small box. That's why I found a way to introduce myself that is Perfect. actually much better than like, I'm a coach, I'm in this, you know. I love to see myself in the space of healing and intimate arts. So I believe it's um, the art of intimacy, the art of healing, the art of you know, exploring our own intimate universe. So basically, I love to see myself as relationship and intimacy artist. But it also includes the art of self-discovery in relationship with the self, right? Um, yes. Navigating our own consciousness. And my focus is actually on ascension of intimacy or relationship of the future, because I believe the old paradigm of relationship 
is not quite working anymore for evolved consciousness and on both sides for women and men. And we need more um, uh, relationship model, more diversity and more relationship containers. And of course, that goes with learning you know, new things and seeing things through the lens of evolved society that we actually moving into this new phase of our evolution <laughs> hopefully yeah. we can make it through the hard times of transition so that's how I, I see you know my work and myself and my contribution yeah well I love that and I'm so excited to talk about this because um last week's podcast is talking about sort of like the lack of containers that we have, like we just touched on that, you know, that we have these, these boxes that we are trying to step out of, but then there's no framework for sort of the new way to live. Like, how do you live authentically when you're kind of being forced into another kind of box? And we were just alluding to the fact that, you know, like if you're a swinger, you're in the swinger box. And if you're polyamorous, you're in the polyamory box. And I'm trying to destroy all those boxes. And that's why I, I like to use the term ethical non-monogamy as a spectrum and as an umbrella term, right? So everything from like one night stand <laughs> swinger to like full on polyamorous separate relationships um, with your partner not being involved it's like you get to decide on the spectrum where you want to be and where, what works for you. And so I just think it's so important to draw attention that we have choice and there are other options. And also the fact that there is nothing wrong with monogamy. Mm -hmm. Monogamy is one of the choices yeah. Right? And it's a beautiful choice if you choose it. But if mm -hmm. you're just like monogamous because you are trying to protect yourself or you feel like that's what you have to do, or it's the only way, you're going to run into issues just like anybody else would run into issues, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, let's dive in. I'm excited. That's my favorite topic these days. I know that you were saying that you've, you've kind of come up with some some descriptors or some different containers that we can look at. So take us through some of um, what you've been working on in this area. Yeah, that's a great question. So the way we usually perceive a relationship in the traditional way is like, this is the same sequence of how we do it, you know, and most people just trying to squeeze with themselves into that pattern, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Template. So basically being single, then like dating, then choosing a partner, you know, committing to mm -hmm. date one person, you know, the sweet time of romance and all this, then we go maybe living together, committing to that, then engaged, then married, <laughs> and that's it, right? <laughs> and there is and like then, very universal container of marriage that, you yeah. know, described in such a vague way. And there is lots of like kind of illusion of this happy end of like <laughs> everything's going to be a fairy tale ending living happily ever after <laughs> ever after yeah. yeah and there's like what is going inside and they're like what who are these people who are like creating this container and what are the agreements what are the personal boundaries how people wired what are their needs what their desires there's so many questions we can ask yeah. and so many pathways and so many 
you know, models and containers that can be part of that, you know, container of marriage or that relationship container. And even if people are not married, usually they kind of like automatically, you know, step into the very similar container of marriage when they live together. So it's like, it's really hard for people to step out of that and say, okay, what can be questioned if you don't feel happy if you don't feel fulfilled or aligned or you sometimes you feel trapped and yeah. you don't want to to do something that is scary or like considered to be wrong mm-hmm. yet you don't feel you like you're kind of trapped and confused so that happens yeah. to many many people especially when we talk about like lifelong relationship right that's why we then we have divorce and divorce associated with all the heartbreak and negativity and pain and it's almost like little death so yeah yeah uh, so like I felt extreme urgency to create uh, containers for different you know focus like mm-hmm. for example one of the best and one of the most important containers that I offer to my clients that's like almost like life-saving to feel like okay there is something different for me so I can relax and feel safe still and supported mm-hmm. and there there is clarity of what is it about is like healing partnership <laughs> and it was it's so liberating to like step into this container with someone who also wants to heal you know the mm-hmm. feminine masculine relationship and themselves and the old trauma and social conditioning ancestral trauma mm-hmm. and really you know, commit to just that and not to think like what's going to, you know, what is going to become like in a few years. Right. Oh, I love that. So you're not saying you're, you're giving people us a, a way to grow together and heal together rather than feeling like they have to be healed before they can be in a relationship. Yeah. I like yeah. that too. Um, before we go on, have you heard the term, the, the relationship escalator? Um, no, I would like to hear. So there's a book called the relationship escalator and it describes exactly what you just said. That whole, like, this is the expectation. We're on the escalator and first you meet someone and then you move to this stitch and then this step and this Mm -hmm. step and this step and this step. And, you know, the end, you know, leads to a full committed relationship, engagement, marriage, happily ever after. This is the progression that we've all been taught, right? So it's Mm -hmm. this escalator. And so, it talks about you can get off the escalator at whatever level you want, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can get off before you reach the next step. And you may never, ever want to have the next step, but you can stay there. You can stay at like the friendship step if you want and just have amazing connected friendships that may or may not include sex. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can stay there if that's what you would like, if that feels good to you and if that's not just using that to hide from your own intimacy or vulnerability. I mean, again, you can choose, you can choose Mm -hmm. what it is that suits you, but if, if ultimately connection and, and intimacy and vulnerability is sort of not something you're interested at all, but you like different parts of people, you know, like you like companionship and things like that, then that's, that's maybe your option. Mm -hmm. So, so I like this. So tell us more a little bit about this, this healing container. Um, and, and would you say it's for people that, that are into personal growth and healing and, and wanting to sort of heal from like childhood trauma or 
attachment styles, all those kinds of things, wanting to heal those wounds, but Mm -hmm. they are doing it together and helping each other and supporting each other safely through that process. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. And it's, it's a very conscious choice, right? And it's a, it's a safe container beforehand creating safe space because we need to, we we can't heal when it doesn't feel safe. So emotional safety is number one kind of agreement. And it's very important to define what it takes to create that safe container, right? And there is a level of commitment in this container to commit to this healing process and also define what it means, what kind of boundaries people will have in this container, what kind of agreements they will have. Uh, what is the level of the commitment if it's many times when it includes like sexual healing, right? When we want to really heal our int- uh, intimacy with the opposite sex, for example, or mm-hmm. sometimes, of course, it can be the same sex. It doesn't really matter, but uh, they can be like lots of trauma. Most people have a certain level of trauma in their personal life, uh, from their families, uh, ancestral stuff that all, all of us have because we all inherited something from our ancestors that when it was traumatic when we go deep enough with mm-hmm. you know our self-exploration and when two people done enough work on themselves of course it's, it, it, I don't see it happening just with people who've never done any work at all with themselves they wouldn't be able to understand you know, how to even like operate in that space. So the prior year work on themselves is required, of course. Uh, but this container is for people who have done enough work on themselves that they want to go move to the next phase of um, healing. And you can't really heal intimacy just on your own. <laughs> you know, you do it's need to engage true. with another and explore that field and like uh, be present and like open and vulnerable to be able to move through that next mm-hmm. phase of healing, uh, intimacy and relationships. So this is usually for people who already have the foundation, know who they are and understand what it takes. So basically my role when I work with people is just introduce them to this container and help them create create agreements of what it means and what feels safe for both of them. So it will vary from one couple to another of what kind of conditions they basically need to create to feel safe, to feel supported, and, you know, also learn how it works. So basically what I help people with is like, okay, I will help you through the process. These are communication skills that you need. This is the, the agreements that usually kind of universe there are some universal agreements that you need for this container to to work um many times women feel like they do need um, sexual exclusivity for this container to to work for them because if if this very open container in terms of sexual interaction and not even emotional it just the energy will just go everywhere but it will not be enough energy to to focus on the healing process. So it's like, it's not marriage or it's not forever. It can be, okay, let's commit to this container for a year or two years. And these are the conditions. Mm, You know, sometimes people don't choose to be completely exclusive, but we need to make sure that it feels safe for both, right? So we really want to to dive in deeper into the energetics. And and then just commit to that. I like that because um, 
you know, people think, and we were just, again, talking about this on, on the last podcast is people think that when that you have to, you, you have to, how you define yourself, you know, is what, um, uh, well, that one of the quotes he says, identity creates a pseudo safety, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, now I'm in this container and this is, this is how it's going to be. Well, Mm -hmm. To, to say that this is how it's always going to be, again, eliminates the ability to be authentic because mm-hmm. once you've you've healed and once you move through different things, then you might be ready for other parts, the ideas you want to heal, you know, safely your intimacy issues. And, and if you have mastered that, then it's perfectly reasonable to renegotiate something else and that that's like my relationship redesign program that's that's what we talk about too right it's like this this renegotiating like let's evaluate have we have we gotten what we wanted out of this and and is this you know is this working for us and is you know are we feeling fulfilled and is it meeting the expectations that we had hoped for and all that and do we have new things that we want to work on? Is there new desires, new fantasies, new whatever? Mm-hmm. And it, is it time to redesign and to bring in a new palette of colors, shall we say, or oh, a new yeah. palette of options um, to move into the next phase? So yeah, that's my spectrum <laughs> is like my, the the visual that I like is like a a fan of paint chips, right? Mm-hmm. the paint fan is you spread that open because i'm the the sex positive relationship designer so this designer imagery is really important to me and and what does a designer do if you're redesigning your home you're going to figure out well what are your needs you know what's working for you now what do you need more of blah 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 you know do you want to have a lot of people over do you want an open concept do you want a closed concept do you what styles do you like what is your colors of choice you know what suits you and then from there then you can create a design that works for both of you and the people that are living in the space need to be the ones to choose the design not the designer or you know like to choose the initial things and and to to inform the designer of what it is that we're working towards and then the designer uses their expertise and goes well let's let's come up with a design and this is, this is an option and this is an option. And here you bring those things to the table and help them, you know, mm-hmm. navigate their way through creating the perfect design. And then you still can change it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like design, redesign your home in like exactly. a few years again. right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we think nothing of doing that, but here we, we think uh, you get married and it's for life. And oh, don't you change it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's it's not. It's not even. I don't even believe honestly. Like really being direct here, I don't even believe it's authentic to say to get married in your twenties and you to say this is how you're gonna feel for your entire life and nothing's gonna change. Are you I, kidding me? It's, I mean, <laughs> I just, it's ridiculous. I think of myself at twenty-two now, and I'm like, I got married at twenty-two, thinking that. I would be married forever, which was a good goal. And that was what I had been taught. And I wanted that. And I worked hard to 
and committed to making that work. But man, who I am today and who I was then are completely different people. And same with my ex. He's a completely different person than when he was 22. So why would we think that we're going to align on things like forever? And, And why like force yourself to feel like you have to make that work? You know, that's, I feel like that's unhealthy, you know, like, mm-hmm. why do we do that? Because we're afraid because it's all in the security. Well, what if we just learn how to create safety mm-hmm. and connection in our lives so that we don't have to rely on one person to make us feel safe and secure, right? Like Exactly. This is totally security-based and like survival-based container that was created like thousands of years ago. And there's been like kind of the era of patriarchy in terms of like the masculine, mm-hmm. you know, energies were dominant on this planet for a long time, right? And it, even like, I mean, it's not nothing against men, it's just the tendency in terms of like masculine energies became very dominant and all the system and structures on this planet were created based on that. And it was unbalanced kind of society, right? The women literally didn't have rights and freedoms. So it was not even safe for the woman to be single, even like 100 100 years ago, or even maybe 50. Like even in America, women couldn't get a credit card or mortgage without a man or adult son. So there were real conditions that were like unbalanced. And then we, we haven't even transformed that container of marriage since then much. Like maybe here and there people have feel more free, but all over, um, like in a big way, it's still kind of survival based container because what do we do? We put so much together in one container and so much, um, everything is entangled and merged. Like we have to be our sexual sexual partners, exclusive sexual partners. We have to be, you know, practical partners to sustain mm-hmm. household. We have to be parents. We have to merge our finances usually, right? We have to, you know, the emotional life, emotional support. You know, like we have to make all the decisions together. We have to spend vacations together. I mean, it's extremely overwhelming. It's and it's kind of unrealistic to expect that one person will fit in perfectly to to be the best partner for for you for, for all those areas and right? all areas. It's just like. It is kind of a fairy tale. And why do we merge all the contracts together, all the agreements? They can be separate agreements on finances. They can be separate agreements on sexuality. It can be separate agreements on parent, parenthood. And when one is challenged and wants to be redesigned, the others don't get destroyed like we do. Oh, we don't feel attraction to each other. Let's destroy the whole relationship. And right. Let's throw the baby <laughs> out with the bathwater. <laughs> yeah. Like I can we can still have value in our partnership without it having to be everything. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I love is the freedom to again be authentic and be like, well, that is really not my strength. And I really don't bring anything to the table with this person on that front. But I'm really good for them on this area. Mm-hmm. And so why? Why do we have to throw out one person that we care about just because they don't fit all the boxes? They tick all the boxes, right? And I, I love that. But like, for instance, with my partner, like my partner right now, like, I mean, we are so connected. We have so much fun together. We have a great sex life. 
We communicate really well. We feel really safe together. We're very connected. We have a lot of novelty in our relationship. We keep things exciting. But there's a certain area, like there's certain things he doesn't really enjoy talking about. He just really Mm -hmm. doesn't. It's like uh, bores him or it's not exciting for him. But I love to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. Well, I get to do this and I get to make friends that really enjoy talking about these kinds of things with me. And I can have them as romantic partners as well. And that fills a completely different side. But for me, that means I don't have to give him up because I have to lose this part of myself in order to stay with him. No, I get to enjoy all of his amazingness and all of the great things that we have together. And I also don't have to sacrifice other super important parts of myself. And I get to pick the container in which that fits and and be honest about where that other person can fit into my life. Can it be just in the form of a friendship, intellectual friendship and emotional? Or is there a sexual component to that? How does everybody mm-hmm. feel about that? And how does that make, does that feel safe? Does that feel good in my body? Like, how is that? And there's so many different possibilities. And I think we get to evaluate each instance. And it's just like saying, I, <laughs> I'm a swinger, you know, or I, I'm non-monogamous. And then people assume I'm just going to have sex with them just because I'm, I'm non-monogamous. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's not point. how, that's not how it works. Oh, I'm, I'm dating. Oh, okay. So then for sure you're going to date me because you're dating. Well, no, I get to choose who I want to date and why and how and how I feel in my body. And I get to set up parameters for that. I can be choosy just because I'm not monogamous doesn't mean I'm not choosy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not looking for people. I have d- very limited time. So, but I get to choose the people who bring something to my life and that I bring to them. And there's this beautiful connection. And, and when there's, there's this beautiful shared energy, then I evaluate, is that worth my time? Is it worth my energy to maintain something with them? And how can that look? Because I only have so much time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I choose Steve to be my primary partner right now. It doesn't mean that when I love someone else, I love them any less. It's just that I can't give them as much of myself as I choose to give him because of how our my life is structured right now. And that might change in the future. But I love that I get to decide that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It is very authentic because you give yourself opportunity to change and you're not tired mm. trying to like shut it down. Whatever wants to be changed and it's like, oh no, <laughs> we can't do that. So that's what can create that resentment and disappointment and yeah. disconnect from the force of life, right? <laughs> and excitement, mm-hmm. you know, when people live their life. And there are, of course, there are so many different, you know, scenarios and models that. But some people, they prefer to be like exclusive for like one partner at the time or the period of time or phase of life. So that is another option. So it's like, it's not like you're choosing it, choosing this container or partner for your entire life, but you know that your preference is to be with one person at the time because, you know, it's also about our energetic resources and our time resources of, you know, <laughs> the world is accelerating with such pace that people and that's real time right? to keep up yes 
It's it's a real thing. And, and you know, there's a lot of schools of thought, like in the polyamory world, and I mentioned this on the last podcast too, that in the polyamory world that, you know, non-hierarchical polyamory is is the right way. And ideally, that is a beautiful concept, you know, like each partner gets treated equally. Or if, if you're in a couple and you bring in and you you start dating someone who's single and who's not connected to someone else, that it's unfair for them to come into it. But there's a difference between using your primary relationship as like giving it the ability to dictate other relationships. It's a very different thing to be clear about your time constraints and your availability and the the number of spoons if you will <laughs> the number of spoons that you have to give and to share and for me that was really a really great sort of reframe because then i could say no longer think of it in a negative oh it's so unfair to the other person no it's very fair to the other person if i've been very clear and they've mm-hmm. accepted if they yeah. accept the terms going oh well hopefully that i'm going to be the the person i mean Sometimes it's just not possible if not everybody can be out, right? And so sometimes that's just sometimes part of the choice, you know, that if you get involved with a couple and you're single, for instance, you have to be, you have to understand who they are. Are they out? Like, what's their family dynamics? What's their availability and time? Like, are there kids in in all kinds of sports and da 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 da? Is that going to affect the the time that you that your partner realistically can give you? Even if even if equality is is completely a goal and and a desire, and there's not a problem with equality. Mm-hmm. The reality is that if that couple isn't out. Christmas, Thanksgiving, all those things are probably going to be with the spouse, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be, and that's not any fault. And you can say, oh, couples privilege and da, 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 da. You can say that all you want. But the reality is that sometimes people can't be out, but they still get to love other people and the people that they love get to choose if that's okay for them. And they're they're allowed to say, no, that doesn't work for me. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they're allowed, but they have to be given that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's part of the container. My container looks like this right now, but maybe it doesn't have to look like this forever. Maybe more equality will be able to be more, but don't promise that right up front. If mm-hmm. you can't do that, this is just going to cause issues, right? Be up front. Just because hierarchy isn't right, I can't have a primary partner. So I can't say that I'm going to make it look like I have all the time in the world for this person and that they're going to be completely equal. And then I'm just going to disappoint them. That's not ethical. That's more hurtful than saying you have a primary partner. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Of course. I've gotten up on my soapbox. I'll get down from (laughs) here. (laughs) No, I love it. I love to hear you. you I want to hear. um, So, so one of your containers is like the healing relationship. So Mm -hmm. what did you, what did you call it again? Healing Healing partnership. Healing partnership. Yeah. I love that. What's another kind of container that you talk about? 
So I want to cover two more as exploration partnership and the sacred union, the mm. way I describe it, because there is, of course, contain of sacred union in, in the school, of different schools of Tantra and yeah, yeah. people interpret it differently. So I feel it's very important to define what we name like, okay, this is sacred union. So what is it, you know, and how is it different from marriage, you know, and mm-hmm. what it takes to, you know, create it. And mm-hmm. there are some similarities, of course, between all these containers, because if we start exploring authentic relationship, we want to make sure we know who we are, we, know, we communicate clearly about our needs and preferences and our boundaries, right? And create very clear agreements so we can navigate this container. And I believe uh, the way I work with people, the core container, the, the core agreement is the truth and growth. So we always commit to, to share our truth, no matter how uncomfortable or scary it is. And because it's mutual commitment, it actually feels more safe than you know, pretending that we don't feel something that we are not supposed to feel, or we have to, right. we should feel in a certain way. So truth and growth, it's what you were talking about. Like if something's changing, we communicate that. Mm-hmm. But because my truth today is different from my truth in the year from now, yeah. the way I perceive reality, the way I see myself, the way, you know, I grow is different. And the same is for another person. So to make sure that we, aware of what's going on we we it's kind of certain level of work to be able to understand how you're growing and allowing yourself to grow and also knowing how your partner is growing and allowing them to grow so basically we never put you know a limitation of like we will never feel this way or we will always feel this way right or we will do these things forever like there is not no forever there can be like agreements for the sake of creating commitment and actually creating time and space for doing things together yeah. right and exploring yeah, yeah. of course right we can't just say oh let me, let's meet once a year <laughs> there's certain right. like uh, organic flow of human connection of energetics right so this is something that i can help with people because i have experience with designing that like you say on <laughs> the design idea um yet you know we we always you know, we don't have a destination. So it's basically exploration with no destination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would start maybe with exploration container because this is something that, you know, is available right away. When you, you meet a new person, you can be in exploration partnership, right? And this container is more exciting for, for example, for young couples, for young people, you know, who don't have enough experience relating to somebody, don't have enough experience with intimacy, you know, didn't have many partners and don't want to commit to, you know, monogamy or like marriage right away because they just don't even know what they like. You know, they need to gain that experience. So like when I work with people like in very religious communities and many times uh, witness people get divorced after being married for like years and years and, you know, they got married like at 17 or 18. <laughs> so they're kind of rediscovering themselves. And that is the time when they choose to uh, to utilize that exploration partnership container because they, they actually want to catch up. You know, there's there are women like in their 40s and they go sometimes through the same process as, you know, those ones who 
got married or like or never got married when they did it in their 20s. So it's basically an idea behind exploration partnership is to allow yourself to explore, but within a safe container, right? Still having the agreements, still having, you know, getting to know each other on a deep level, still committing to the truth and growth, but for the sake of exploration. So there is a difference when you want to have a partner to, you know, also who is your companion and maybe a parent and co-parenting and you know maybe doing some creative projects right now people like the idea of power couples who maybe do business together or have some kind of artistic project together you know like doing the healing work in the world there are lots of like bright souls these days that's different from exploration partnership, right? Exploration partnership is just for the sake of your own exploration. You explore yourself, you explore intimacy, you explore different people that, you know, how you connect with different personalities, different kind of <laughs> archetypes, different, you know, dynamics. Mm-hmm. And you. this is the way you choose what you like, what you don't like, like getting to know yourself. I, I have like a little analogy that comes to mind when I think of this. It's like maybe like take it's like taking a dance class, right? Like mm-hmm. you're you're learning different forms of dance, but you need a partner to do that with. And then you can go, oh, I like this kind of dance, or oh, I definitely don't like salsa. I can't move my hips that way. Or I really like, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so it's a it's it's if you think about it, it's kind of like taking a class with someone. There is a commitment. There is a, a, you know, we're committing to eight classes of this and we're going to meet every week to, to do this, learn the steps and learn this or that. And, um, then we get to sign up for another class if we want, or we can, and I just, I kind of like that visual just because there's nothing wrong with taking a class for eight weeks. Like if you're like, Oh, I'm committed to dance now. I have to do dance for the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. right? Like That's like ridiculous, <laughs> but why can't we try something new and see if it fits? And why do we have to attach so much meaning to human connection? Like, not that it's not meaningful, but what I mean is that we attach connections we've been taught that we can't have them without forever. (laughs) We can't, we can't grow a connection and get to know someone without it having to go through the whole escalator or that, you know, like all the, what did you say? The pattern or the, the template, like if Mm -hmm. we're not going to go through all the steps of the template, then we just scrap it from the beginning. We can't do that. They're not going to, you know, they don't want kids. They're super interesting and I really like them, but I want a family. And so I can't, I can't be with them. Yeah. Well, what if, you know, the, the exploration is, is for different purposes than starting a family. And like, I I love the idea of like getting to change. And we just, we're so afraid to engage with people if it might mean loss, but what if we look at it as, every engagement, every connection brings something to the table and we might lose some connections, but usually it's because that's not a good fit or we could keep those connections, right? Like there's a reason why connections come and go. It's just a longer journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one more 
piece here is like, why do we need to merge all area of life together as soon as we engage with somebody intimately or we're interested to explore this relationship? Everything can be included or excluded. It's basically how you feel and how your partner feels and mm-hmm. what, what is real and true for you. So, for example... When I moved to California, I actually lived, um, you know, I rented a really nice house in the Redwood Forest in, in Santa Cruz and it was so amazing. And I was, uh, you know, with my daughter, you know, you could call me a single ma- mother at the time, but I never felt like a single mother because uh, my friends, another friend moved from East Coast and we rented this house together because it was easier to sustain the household mm-hmm. together. It was easier to help each other in the new place. It was easier to pay bills. Mm-hmm. It, we had we also were friends who was like emotional support and it was a male friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had really great relationship as friends. We had certain spiritual connection. We had we were emotional support system for each other as well in a way, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And we lived in that house for like uh, two years. And while living in that house, we also like started to see other people, like <laughs> creating relationships. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I had a boyfriend who was also like my, my lover and my, you know, was really engaged in exploring intimacy and creativity with that person. Yet, I didn't want to live with that person. I didn't want to share finances or paying mm-hmm. bills together. I didn't want to share household with that person because I, I we were not compatible. I, w- I could tell right away. And that was a beautiful time of exploration. And mm-hmm. it could be another model of relating. Why do we need to put everything in one container and say mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm really attracted to this person. He's an amazing lover. And we have so much, we have such a great time together, but his house is messy and I, I don't like his habits uh, or he, his financial, the way he deals with finances is not compatible with mine or like mm-hmm. whatever, parenting. It doesn't always need to be that way, right? Yeah. We can allow ourselves to diversify and like use several containers at the same time and different mm-hmm. times of our life, right? And that feels so liberating. Actually, I did enjoy that time. <laughs> it was like really beautiful because I was not deprived from support system, right? Yeah. Women are so afraid to leave relationship when they actually don't feel sexually fulfilled mm-hmm. and men too, by the way, both. <laughs> and they don't feel they connect as lovers, right? Yet they stay and maybe they try to heal it. I don't know. So some of the relationship are repairable, some are not because mm-hmm. just they are not very compatible. And then they would stay and sacrifice that beautiful part of their life, right? Intimacy. That's something mm-hmm. so fundamental <laughs> of who we are mm-hmm. just for the sake of security or for the, because of the fear to mm-hmm. lose, you know, support system. Yeah. You know, so that is something so important that, like in my work, I feel it's so important to bring the message into the world and help people to to expand a little bit, to create a network of relationships that can be so much more freeing and authentic and like, mm-hmm. and you can rely on several relationships that can be deep and beautiful and not necessarily <laughs> all-inclusive, you know? <laughs> well, it it is freeing. And you know what? It's freeing for the 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 other person. Like as a partner of someone who doesn't need me to be everything for them and I get to go explore the things that I enjoy 
above and beyond him means that he, I don't feel pressure to be everything. And so I can be the best that I can be with him of the things that he needs and desires from me and the things that I need and desire from him and and what I enjoy. And we can work on those things to the best of our ability without feeling like we have to change the other person for fear of missing out. I'm sorry to just end right there for you. I know you want to keep listening, but you're just going to have to come back next week to catch the rest. I get into a little bit more about this amazing relationship that I have. And I know I just gave you a teaser, but it is so incredible to be able to have a container relationship where you have agreed to how it's going to look and how it's going to work for you. It's, it's so freeing. It's so beautiful. And I want you all to be able to experience that. So you'll have to come back next week and hear the rest, but thank you for being here today. And I hope you got a lot out of this amazing conversation. We're just getting started. When it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. And I'm so glad that you guys are here for this journey. Have a great week. Love you. Mwah. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.